and welcome to Real Talk Sports with Rico. I'll be your host today as we'll be talking about uh, today's uh, topic, hot topic, which is um, load management in the NBA. And first, I want to just go ahead and thank Anchor. Um, this is going to be our new platform that we'll be hosting on today. Um, this will be just pretty much a rough show. We're only having one topic today, which is essentially what I just said, um, which is basically the big debate right now in the NBA, which is load management. Um, if you're not familiar with the NBA and what is going on, essentially when we talk about load management, we're talking about uh, big name stars that uh, a lot of the fans pretty much know um, around the globe. And what's happening is they're generally sitting out games. So it's just, in, in some cases, it comes down to injuries. In some cases, it comes down to just teams just simply wanting to rest the star. So for example, um, let's take Kawhi Leonard. Um, Kawhi Leonard is certainly a hot name right now in the NBA, certainly for what he did last year um, with the Toronto Rafters, what he's been doing throughout his his career really uh, with the San Antonio Spurs and now with the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, last year, he kind of started to go ahead and sit out on some back-to-back -back games and things like that. Um, so instead of playing the full 82 games or so, you know, now he's cutting his load down to maybe 60, you know, 70 at most. So, you know, those kind of games that he's cutting down on, it doesn't necessarily affect the team so much, but what it is affecting is um, the fan base in the sense that when you look at fans and you look at how much it costs to go to a game, you know, for instance, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers uh, coming up here against the Los Angeles Lakers on, say, Christmas Day, you know, to get two tickets to that game, it's going to cost you as a fan. And I'm talking about to sit in some pretty good seats. I mean, you're looking at close to about eight hundred and sixty dollars. You think about like eight hundred and sixty dollars that you're spending uh, as a consumer. You know, and this may be the one time that you get a chance to go out and see this star, this star player that, you know, you've been idolizing on television or you've been rooting for as a fan. The one time that you get a chance to take your son, your daughter, uh, maybe your wife, girlfriend, whatever, out to that game. And then you get there and you find out that that star player is not playing. So from that standpoint when you look at that i think certainly as a fan as a consumer i'm going to be pretty pissed off right because the bottom line is you know you went you worked for the money right you get the money you finally get the time off from the job or you get the time off from the work or whatever the case may be however that situation is going to work for you from a schedule standpoint you're able to get to the stadium right you get there you know, and you may go out, you may go to the concession stands. Obviously, that's going to cost you some money right there. But then on top of that, if you don't normally go to the game, generally you might buy some apparel. You might buy a hat, you might buy a jersey, sweater, whatever the case may be. So you spend all this money, you get there to find out that the player that you're looking for is not going to be playing for the evening. You know, and when you, when you come as a consumer, generally what happens is, I mean, you know, I think as NBA players, they're going to give you, you know, you'd hope their best effort out there. But if it's a situation where, say, um, and this has happened too, where, say, like a LeBron James or somebody like that is sitting in a marquee matchup against the Clippers or, you know, against the Houston Rockets or something like that. And it's like, not only do you not get a chance to see your star player, but 
the team that you're rooting for may get absolutely drummed as well. You know, I've seen that happen, you know, where you you see players sit out and then basically the other players go ahead and pack it in for the day. So from a consumer standpoint, I can definitely see where this is frustrating. I can definitely see, you know, as a consumer, how you would feel, you know, and I'm probably going to take an unpopular um, route here as to really siding with the franchise. And I'll tell you why, you know, I think as a franchise, you look at it, you look at how much money and how much you invest into these players. And essentially, I know, you know, I know it's a business and I know that also, too, you need your fan base, which is heavily, heavily important to a franchise and everything like that. But, you know, the bottom line is you want to put a good product out there. And so when you look at these NBA teams, um, you look at, you know, Kawhi, you look at uh, like right now, just looking at the Portland and looking at the Milwaukee game, you know, you're looking at, uh, say, a Giannis or you're looking at, um, say, a Dame Lillard, those guys like that. I think it's going to be much, much more beneficial as, you know, from a product standpoint, if you have your main players available when it comes down to primetime. And when I'm talking about primetime, you want to have those players available, you know, hopefully for a Christmas Day game. You want to have them available and healthy for the playoffs. You know, that's probably when the ratings and things like that go up. And so we know that when those ratings and things like that start to go up, you definitely want to have the best product on the floor. And not only do you want to have the best product on the floor, you also want to have a winning product. When you look at what Kawhi and you look at what the Toronto Rafters did last year, I think that was probably one of the the main reasons why the Toronto Rafters were able to go to the finals and also not just go to the finals, but win, you know, because here's the thing. Look at Philadelphia last year. All right. You look at a guy like Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is a terrific center. He was an all-star center, went to the all-star game. However, because of the lack of load management there in Philadelphia and the way that the organization decided to handle things here's a guy that after the all-star break i think he maybe only played in about 10 games or so now i know that's not all the way accurate but he didn't play nearly as many games as he could have possibly played due to the fact that here's a guy that was injury prone coming out of kansas right he had already missed the season with the feet and everything like that. And he's a big man too. You know, most big men in the NBA don't last very long. You look at guys like Yao Ming, you look at, uh, you know, Shaq, you know, you look at guys that play inside, they usually break down pretty badly, you know, and with Joel Embiid, unfortunately in that situation, you look at that and it's like, if Philadelphia perhaps maybe would have managed him just a little bit more, maybe they sit him on the back-to-backs. Um, maybe they they maybe they maybe actually pick times in the schedule where it, maybe it's two consecutive games where he doesn't play. In that situation, if you get a guy that's able to thus still be an all-star, come back after the all-star break and get his legs under him for playoff basketball, that might have been the difference for a Philadelphia team that most people thought were on the cusp last year with all the pieces that they had, especially since they went all in when they traded for Jimmy Butler um, and then also to a Tobias Harris. And now you look at it now, 
they end up going to a, you know a conference semis or a conference finals but they ultimately don't win a championship or even appear in the finals so at the end of the day they really lost and not only do they lose they lost a guy like jimmy butler into free agency um and you know they lose jj reddick they lose different pieces like that and now you look at philadelphia this year i mean Ben Simmons has been hurt. They've been up and down. They've been trying to find the offense. So, you know, things change from year to year. And so that opportunity and that window that they had a year ago is now gone. And you look at that situation and you say to yourself, okay, as an owner, as a franchise, if I perhaps would have managed my horses better, perhaps I would have had them when I really needed them the most. So from a franchise standpoint, I'm going to side with them there. And then also, too, from a product standpoint, I'm going to side with them there as well. You know, and I think when you're investing in the players, you look at these max contracts and just the enormous amount of money that you give to NBA players. If they're not on the floor, it's a complete disappointment for the franchise. I think it's a complete disappointment for um, the fan base and the consumers. And also, too, I just think that it just hurts overall revenue, you know, whether we're talking about TV, jersey sales, just the whole aspect of it. So this is why load management, I think, is going to be vital. It's important. I think that it is something that is relevant. I think it is something that as consumers, we need to be we're going to have to be more comfortable on it. And I'm not just going to say that from a franchise standpoint, they just completely get off the hook on this. I think in a situation where you know you're going to sit players for a certain amount of time, I think you need to somewhat accommodate the fans for that. You know, I don't know if it's a situation where, hey, maybe you make it a free jersey night. Maybe you make it to where basically uh, it's a situation where, you know, maybe they, they get something in addition to their tickets. Or, you know, maybe there's something that perhaps you put in with your tickets, you know, let's take a look at the secondary market like if you're doing a stub hub or if teams are or if you're buying tickets for that day maybe you put an alert there that says hey we're potentially getting ready to sit Kawhi for the day or you know there's the chances that we are sitting lebron or we are sitting Giannis today or we're sitting dame lillard or we're sitting joel Embiid, we're sitting ben simmons you know we're, we're sitting kimball walker at least give the fans some kind of heads up give them some kind of indication don't just have them come to the game and then they're out right you know i've had that unfortunately happen to me one time i think it was a situation where you know i was going out to a lakers game and it was going to be a lakers bulls game really really excited really really wanted to see kobe kind of go at uh, derrick rose who was a, an outstanding player for the chicago bulls at the time get to the stadiums get great seats and everything like that only to find out that he had been shut down uh, due to a shoulder injury. And, and that wasn't released until later on in, in the evening. And so by the time you get to the traffic, you get to the parking, you know, if you're not listening to any kind of radio updates or anything like that, you get to the stadium, you know, you're 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 in, in, in anticipating a really, really good game. And you find out that, you know, a star player that you wanted to see, you really, really, you know, had put the money in the bank to go see this player is not playing. So, you know, it sucked. It really, really did suck. I mean, obviously, um, we still went and we also got the experience of seeing still a good contest. I think that game actually went into uh, either 
overtime or it was it was down to the, the end of the fourth quarter. So we still got a chance to see uh, other guys like Paul Casal and other people like that play at the time when the Lakers were um, pretty good before they went into their uh, new hall right now with what they have with LeBron and all those guys over there um, right now. So, you know, that's just my spill right now on the low management, kind of just jingling on. And, um, you know, when I when I jingle on and actually go back in the past, I look at a guy like Derrick Rose, and I saw this earlier too on a news feed as well. When you look at a guy like Derrick Rose, you look at a guy that had torn his ACL and his knee um, in a playoff series, first round against the Philadelphia 76ers. And I'm a huge Bulls fan, and I remember it to this day. You know, he really shouldn't even have been in the game. But on top of that, you look at the coach that he was coached by, which is Tom Thibodeau, much respected Tom Thibodeau, loved Tom Thibodeau, great defensive coach. I think he, he maximizes potential. But one thing that players would always say about him is that he pushes you to the limits, not only in games, but in practices as well. And so you think about how Derrick Rose was hurt. And I believe that was in a situation, too, coming off a shortened season as well. I think the, the NBA had, had had lockouts, and I think they were also doing situations where they were doing triples, where it's back to back to back. And so you talk about load management that is is highly important you know for those guys like that i think you know you look at uh derrick rose i think he's right in saying uh you know he probably still would be a bull and he may still be a max contract kind of guy you know you look at guys like amari stoudemire i know amari stoudemire is not even in the league anymore you know or look at uh, blake griffin blake griffin i mean he's still in the league but I don't think Blake Griffin is anywhere near what he was when he, you know, first came in and made his impact and splash impact. I know, you know, Father Time's undefeated, but you now you look at a guy where, you know, he's got the tendonitis and the knees and stuff like that and just playing 82 games and then plus playoffs, if you're fortunate to get there, is just not smart for him. And it's not smart for your franchise as well. So, you know, you have to kind of think long term, very long term. And even, you know, looking at the Portland Trailblazers and also to the, the Milwaukee Bucks game again, you know, you look at a guy like Carmelo Anthony, you know, and I'm very glad that he got his his chance here after a year of sitting out and after that debacle in Houston. But where would Carmelo be perhaps? And I know ego definitely plays into it and everything like that. But where would Carmelo have been in his New York days had there been load management as well? I mean, he lost, I think, about a season or so or half a season after he had had some knee surgery after an all-star game. So these are kind of things that that you think about it from a load management standpoint. I think that it's a situation where, look, You've got to get smarter. I mean, and that's just part of the, the nature of the business. And I think that, you know, I think these NBA teams and these franchises are on to something. Um, <laughs> it's it's great, but I think it's unfortunate for the fan base. But it's something that I think for the longevity of the game and for the product of the game, I think it's going to be an overall win for everybody. I really, really do. So, you know, as painful as that, that's that sounds and even to say that myself but you know i just i think of situations where you know the product would be a lot more better at the prime had we done some load management and even taking a look at probably you know the kevin durant situation last year you know i know he's now over in brooklyn and he's slated to miss the year due to the ac or not the acl excuse me due to the achilles tear 
when you look at that situation last year in Golden State and you look at the years prior, he actually was at the top of the league in minutes played. And there were a lot of nights, man, where, you know, Kevin Durant was heavily, heavily, heavily used. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that there were situations where you look at the win totals and you look at what Golden State was able to do. I think maybe looking back on it, from a load management standpoint, if they were able to sit some of those guys and stuff like that, I think that that probably would have, for one, kept Durant fresh. I think maybe we would have had a different um, different outcome in last year's finals. But I also think, too, we might even have a different outcome in this year's Golden State team. You know, I think that those guys are a little bit more fresher. You know, I look at Draymond and Draymond's starting to become a little bit more of an injury guy. You know, here's a guy that he really didn't have a whole bunch of injuries, but now the minutes are piling up. You're starting to see now guys like that are starting to miss some time. So, you know, these are things that you have to start to really, really seriously think about, especially when you're going to pay a guy you know, uh, X amount of money or something like that to be a top power forward, small forward or whatever position in the league. So, you know, that's kind of my spill on low management. So I'm going to side with the franchises and, you know, unfortunately for the consumers, I hope that there's something that hopefully NBA franchises can do for us consumers uh, moving forward. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, check it out again. I want to give a shout out to Anchor. Um, this is going to be our new platform. It's extremely fun here. So I'm looking forward to doing some shows, uh, doing some ads and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, just really enjoying uh, talking a lot of sports with you guys out there. So, again, this is our first show on Anchor. I want to thank whoever out there has listened to us and whoever out there will listen to us in the future um, to come on back and see us. So take care and have a great day. Thank you.